And hello everyone, welcome to the top of the card. This is the five-person wrestling podcast with a one-hour time limit. I don't know, we'll figure something out for that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop that, but I am one of your co-hosts, Scott, and I have all five of us here again today. Jonathan C.T. Martin is here. How are you today? Yeah, it's an hour, just like Sean and Brett was, but if we go to overtime, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm doing quite good. I'm excited <laughs> to be talking about wrestling. Yeah, we've got, we've had a bunch of stuff to talk about, and we'll go through. And yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the the Ironman match that Brett lost. Thanks. Uh, sudden death. We'll see what happens. Bear me. How are you today? My voice is not shot, mm-hmm. and yeah, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, GMG is also here. How are you today? Doing really good. It's hot, and hey, we can definitely do better hour than Lethal and who was it, Taven? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. We do have the one-hour time limit, but we're not going to drag it. We got a lot to cover here. Uh, Red, you're also here. How are you today? I, I'm okay. I'm I'm a little sorrow after hearing that Larry the pig died. Yeah, Larry, Steve, uh, Alexa Bliss's pig, and I mean, we have a lot to talk about. I just that's sad and tragic, and like, it's it's her pet. It's her pig. And there was this problem with vets, and no one wanted to cover it because it's what, just a pig? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's it was a problem of the medical issue. The pig was too big, and they didn't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. So it was more of along the lines of, do we treat it and possibly kill it, or do we just say put it down? Yeah, it's. <sighs> I mean, look, of all the things to talk about, there is that, and she, I mean, I don't think she was actually on Raw. She went to it, but I don't know what they did, so they, they, they apparently everybody's been great, like, Dax Harwood was going to help transport him and stuff, like, it's, yeah, there's there's sadness, and there's other sadness, not to <laughs> bounce around, but New Jack also passed, and I know some of you guys are, <clears throat> you're younger, you might not know of you, Jack, from back in the day, um... But are you guys, who, who's here familiar with New Jack? Bear me, you're older at least, you know New Jack from then, right? Yeah, he's a hardcore legend, and uh, he lived his gimmick. He wasn't Jerome Young or whatever he is. He was New Jack whenever he was out there. The mass transit stuff and all that stuff, but he uh, he paved the way for some hardcore stuff. And his uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling promos, they were always fire. So, it hit rest and- in peace to a legend. Then they still hold up, and I know Cornette talked about it because he worked with him, and he said he would have been a great fit for the Attitude Era. He was just a bit, like, at the wrong time. You know, like, he's a little too early for one, but too late for others, because if he was in, like, the 70s heyday, he would have been great, but... Yeah, so he passed, and Heyman had some great stuff to talk about him as well. Um, yeah, it's... and it there, There's a lot of weird stuff going on in wrestling in the world right now, because... You've got controversies for the sake of controversy, and like I said, with Alexa Bliss's pig, it's a pet. Like it's there, there's tragedy there, and you see New Jack, who I think he was 50, and he had a heart attack. And the way I think Cornet even said he was in good health. Well, I guess not. Obviously not. He had a heart attack. So there's there's things like the suddenness can just happen, literally across the board from a pet or a legend. And again, I'm not I'm not comparing the two, but it's just that's kind of the the sad Yikes. opening we have here. I know, I know. Stop. Well, okay, CT, you're not going to risk me on this one. I know, but it's there were <sighs> people even like texting, like posting DMs they got from New Jack that very morning. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah he, he was doing cameos like the the day or so prior as well. So 
yeah, quite a sad week. I mean, loss is loss, you know, no matter what it is or who mm-hmm. it is or what size or animal, you know, it, it, it's sad either way. So like, it is not, yeah, it, is, it sucks. It is. Um, what we can talk about, uh, good things that there's, there's no segue to move into WrestleMania backlash. So I'm just gonna, uh, that card. I remember a lot of us were looking at it kind of going, looks good. Maybe hopefully. And I'll at least say like, we're, we're not going to go top to bottom on it or anything, but overall it was pretty damn good. Um, I know GMSG and I, we were both laughing a lot at the lumberjack match with the zombies, which was the match where we went, uh, and we all went, uh, when we heard of this match. And yet, I know we enjoyed the hell out of it. What were you thinking on this one? Well, the funny thing is, it was leaked about an hour or two before about the zombies and, like, weird stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, it's getting worse. Oh, this can't be good. Mm-hmm. And they turned it around. That was probably one of the better lumberjack matches I've ever seen, if not the best. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're they're really going to do this? Oh, God, they really are. And I know a lot of people have badmouthed it online just because, like, sight unseen, no less, which immediately disqualifies a bit of it. But I get it. If you've heard it's bad and it, the consensus is it's bad, you don't really need to see it. You get the idea. Bad movies are a classic case for that. But with this, if you're able to just, like, step back and enjoy a bit and go along with it, yeah, they did a good job, and it was a true lumberjack match. Kind of. They were actually trying to pull people out and not keep people in, but that meant they kept people in. And what was it? Drew Gulak tweeted saying these zombies were the best lumberjacks ever because they abided by the rules of the match. Like, <laughs> CT, you like serious matches. What was your thought on this match? Yeah, it's ironic because at first I was like, oh, this is garbage. Yeah. Like, absolute garbage. And then it happened and it was like, oh, this is one of the most logical and, like, best work matches they've had in a very long time, especially with this gimmick. Um, I mean, we've seen so many Lumberjack matches. They didn't want a Raw the night after. They did Lashley versus Miz. But, like, this actually made sense. This actually played with the gimmick. Priest and Miz fought each other and then they fought the zombies when they got annoying and tra- pulled them out. Like, this just made logical sense. It was a really well built match despite the like yes it was stupid because it had zombies but like it was really well worked and really well paced and they actually like did the match which i appreciate it's not just a gimmick match that devolved into stupidness like i really like this match i like the show overall i thought it was rather strong mm-hmm. bear me i know you, we had fun with the zombies I mean, now you you wanted priest just to get kind of pushed purely you're a huge damien priest fan um and, and it like these guys made a million dollars for this apparently and they they got they asked everybody to buy into the idea like these are zombies. There were skits backstage with Morrison finding them, and it's just a locker room full of zombies, you know, as you do. Uh, what was your thought on on this thing, Jeremy? Uh I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was really good. Priest and Miz, they have good chemistry. Them fighting off the zombies was awesome. I like mm-hmm. zombies and I like wrestling. I didn't think I would like them both together. Turns out I do. It was really a really well done match. Priest went over, and he gets to go on and feud with hopefully somebody bigger maybe bobby lashley in the future we'll see but uh and i'm also sorry that miz uh tours acl that's terrible news but uh yeah overall i i loved it and uh i thought it was a really good pay-per-view for me not really having expectations going into it yeah oh no i know red we we laughed a bit about it too um you even had the idea like there should have been zombies at the end of the show right to get that final sell um I was against that because the, the, they had their moment. They spent their million dollars, whatever. But 
the idea there that Miz had the torn ACL, he got ridden off by being eaten by zombies. I mean, I know you like long-term storytelling, but what? <laughs> oh, I loved it. I mean, first of all, I want to give praise to Miz. He finished the match with a torn ACL, which would have just killed it had he, they had to stop the match in the middle of this big gimmick storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, with the zombies and all that, and we're just like, oh, we gotta stop it. Real injury. That would just killed it. I think they would have had to do the match. Because rumor is that he got recorded prior to the show. Um, But I will like the fact that they immersed the entire crowd into this backdrop of apocalypse, burned down cities. It just made the whole match feel like it was in a spot. Where I know we've had, like, the Undertaker's Last Ride match with AJ Styles and all that jazz. Where it was in a different location, but this made it feel like old school wrestling where you're in backstage in a broiler room or you know you're in the location of an actual ring, not Mm -hmm. out in the wild. So I really like the full story of the whole movie-like atmosphere that they provided. And to that end, I'll mention the intro package as well, narrated by Batista, was really great. Uh, That was top-notch. He he, he can do those forever now. It's really good. I will also say the only bad thing about this other than the amount of people giving it hate, is the fact that Damian Priest has had one story with Miz, which is fine, but I kind of want him to move on, which he's going to obviously now. But I want him to actually have a match that's just straight up 1v1, because the first thing they had a big match with Priest was Bad Bunny. Then the next one is a zombie lumberjack. I I just want a one-on-one at a pay-per-view with Priest where he can show off that he doesn't need extras which i know he doesn't need extras but mm-hmm. just give me that one-on-one match where he can just shine well you say it on pay-per-view because he has been having those on raw i know he's had uh, at least one with morrison as well well that was lumberjack forgive me but he ha- he has been doing them here and there but now is really that time to to pull ahead I-, I think you say that but how many people do you hear they don't watch raw they don't watch smackdown they watch the pay-per-views but if you're going to sit there and have your one-on-ones on raw and smackdown and not draw them in at least give it to us on the show, which I get. They're trying to make the bigger matches at the shows. Mm-hmm. But I'm, if I'm only going to be a casual fan and watch just the pay-per-views, I'd rather watch him in a one-on-one. Like, if it was just Miz versus Priest, it would have been fine. The zombies added to it. I didn't say they take it away, but they took away from Priest. Mm-hmm. Now, his next feud, I don't want to see, like, him versus somebody in a, a street fight or something. Like, no, just give me a one-on-one at a pay-per-view, good, clean match where he can actually win a 1v1 singles match. See, like, I'll, I'll, my argument against that, not, I'm not arguing against that, I, I want that too, but to say you, you want these matches, well, they're giving it to you for free on Raw, and if you're not watching it, that's on you. <laughs> that's, I, I, I've heard a similar complaint um, where someone was tired of all these evil Superman tropes, like the boys and Invincible and all these evil Superman, even Batman vs. Superman. It's like, I just want a good, wholesome Superman. And a friend said that Superman and Lois on CW, it's right there. Oh, I don't watch the CW. Well, don't say you want something and then ignore the fact that it is being given. It made me think of that. Like, it, it, it is happening. We're getting good matches. Like, Drew and Sheamus on Raw have been great. There's been solid matches on Raw. and SmackDown, my God. So, to, to say only on pay-per-view is the only ones that count, that's kind of a, an unfair thing to say. I feel like I'm attacking you here, Red. I'm sorry. but <laughs> Well, again, I mean, look at the night right after they had a Lumberjack match. Went to Raw. Had a tag team or had a match against his partner mm-hmm. in another lumberjack match. Yeah, so it, it, he doesn't need these gimmicks. Or he doesn't need these steps. This added on. I just want, even if it's a one v one, how many of Damian Priest one on one matches have we had where it was just a clean one v one match? Nobody interfered. Nobody 
try to distract, which I know it's hard to do when you got Miz and Morrison heels. Mm-hmm. That's l- their gimmick. That's their, my guy's losing. Let me try to distract him to win. That's and, a heel thing. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. I would like to see him versus, I mean, I don't even know who to pick right off the top of the head. Him versus Sheamus and just have two guys go at it and that pull could off a it. clean yeah. match. I mean, to be fair, he's been against Miz since he came to the main roster with the Rumble. So that's been the whole storyline this whole time from January. So I get what you're saying, but that's that's been the trajectory. God, it's been five months. And and the sad (laughs) thing is they could have they might have been actually trying to like end it soon after the uh, zombie match. But the problem was Miz got hurt. They only had 24 hours to change it just to have him beat Morrison and end the feud. So Mm -hmm. that might have just been the just closing statement because Miz is out. Yeah, but they could have easily just had him start come out and be like, you know what? I beat the Miz. I want to move on. They didn't have to have Morrison get involved in another Lumberjack match. Well, then you're just dropping Morrison because his tag partner got hurt. It was never about Morrison. It was always about Miz and Damien Priest. No, it's, no. The, it's the two of them. No, Morrison's Priest. been with Miz for a year now. That's like I mean, saying the New Day is not connected, even on two brands, but Big E's in the entrance of every time New Day comes out. There, there, there's no way that they would have it where Miz goes down and Morrison doesn't try to at least avenge it once. And if it's one and done on that Raw, there you go. But they at least, you gotta do that. Otherwise, it's what kind of friend is he? Or maybe that's the story, but if Miz is up for that long, eh. I get it to a point. I mean, it, it, you know, after however many months, you know, you have WrestleMania, you have Backlash, which is like supposed to be, you know, the like final statement. I guess like the blow off either probably should be at Mania or Mania Backlash, but I do kind of agree with Red to a point. Like I think he is getting those matches to a point where like now it's time to move on. If they continue to mm-hmm. put him in like gimmick and, you know, kind of, you know, I I'm going to say stupid stuff even though I think both the Bad Bunny match and this match were quite good. If they continue to not elevate him and not use him correctly, I would say, like, we have an issue. Like, I think as an intro program, this got a lot of eyes on him. It got a lot of money. They clearly have faith in him. It's just how they move on from here. But, like, yes, if he wants to be a main eventer, you know, you're not going to probably get that through teaming with Bad Bunny or facing in zombie, you know, with zombies. You need something bigger. So I, I, I will agree if they continue and just not do anything with him really substantially by SummerSlam, I'll be there with you. I just think it's a little too early right now. Mm-hmm. Now, to, to look at the rest of the card, uh, like everyone's pretty much said, it was good. Basically, top to bottom, even the pre-show match, Sheamus and Ricochet was kind of badass. Uh, the women's opening match was not needed the way they did it, but I'm going to skip that and go right to the Mysterios. CT, we'll come back to you on this one. Uh, that Mysterios match with Ziggler and Rude was somehow one of the best, tense, incredible matches in a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, this tag team match was great. I mean, I've done, I don't think I've ever seen the gimmick of someone gets injured and they come out mid-match, like, elevate the match as much as it did here. Granted, it helps that we were watching this in a voice call chat with, like, ten other people losing our minds over it. But, like, yeah, this was great. It, you really wanted Mysterios to win. Rude and Ziggler looked like real threats. Um, and it was perfect. It had that perfect little, like, you don't know what's going to happen. They could squeak it out because he's injured. Like, I think that elevated this match greatly. Like, you really did care. And it really felt like a moment when the Mysterios won. And considering how little, you know, uh, fire and hype this match had going into it, that is quite impressive. Especially with the idea that we all kind of had that feeling that it was a foregone conclusion. They made me doubt. And hope and want. And that's, I mean, Mysterio, uh, Ziggler, Rude, and Dominic Mysterio. They're, they're that damn good. Uh, Jim G, you almost had a heart attack during this one too, right? 
Yeah, it was killing me. I was so worried. And the best thing is, Root is the only one of those four that isn't really considered like an underdog character. Because that's like always Dolph's role, and then you have Mysterio's also. And Dominic's the new kid, so of course he's going to be the underdog with an injury. The suspense was great. Mm-hmm. Bear me, you were the same mindset here? Yeah, totally. I was on the edge of my seat. I was literally on the edge of my seat because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if Dominic was going to come out. They were just going to do this whole thing where Ray was going to get beat up the whole time and then lose. They wouldn't usually do that. But I remember that they have done that. They did it with Kofi against like the bar. Like I, I didn't know what to expect, and uh, it was really good. I think the blood, Ray got busted up mm-hmm. in that match. I think that added to it a lot. And then when Dominic finally came out, like after like, it's what seemed like an hour. Uh, they came out and won the match, and uh, yeah, I was happy. It was a great moment, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do from here with them and who they face next. There was a bunch of moments throughout the whole night where people were getting busted up. Red, uh, blood, red, red legs, blood. Uh, was was that? Did that add to it for the mysterious match at least? I mean, it added to the match, <laughs> but honestly, I think they injured the wrong person. I would have loved to have seen Dominic Mysterio fight for the family, the new guy, because we know Rey Mysterio's always done the underdog thing and always prevailed. So I really thought either Rey Mysterio's winning it or uh, Dominic was going to come out and help them win it. But had it been Dominic starting off against the two, it would have been one of those things that's like, I, I would have been more on my edge of my seat versus Rey Mysterio being out there. I got you. I see what you mean by that because he's unproven somewhat in that situation compared to Ray because Ray's a legend, but Dominic is, uh, he's had like a dozen matches. So that would have been an interesting aspect of it for sure, for sure. Um, I want to add, though, hmm. the greatest thing about this match was the fact that CT and I were about 10 to 20 seconds ahead of everyone, oh. and we were messaging each other about the close kickouts and dead silence and then the finish. Like, we were happy and losing our minds, but so quiet. And yeah. You usually just go, huh, something usually happens when they're quiet. But it was quiet for a while because it was a long sequence. I remember that. Yeah, that was... Ugh. Uh, we had similar thoughts with the, the the two world title matches, Lashley, Strowman, and McIntyre, was just nuts. Like, that was just guys going crazy for, what, like 10 minutes, I think it was, 15? And it, what was the line? Like, they're like cruiserweights out there going crazy, and Strowman basically doing a cannonball at one point, and he caught McIntyre with the powerbomb, which saw him coming a mile away, but it was still impressive as hell. Uh, and then Lashley just being Lashley, as he does. Uh, that match, and then Reigns and Cesaro, that one, I feel more deflated about that one as I go, simply because they kind of hurt Cesaro early, and that was the story. I've never been a big fan of that, like, Taker and Michaels had that in their rematch, and it's like, oh, he's hurt, how can he do it? I kind of want to see the peak versions, let's let's not have him be the storytelling hurt, but he might have been legit, or, I don't know. GMSG, back to you with that. Roman Reigns all day, I know, but... Did you like that match better, the the Universal title or the WWE title, Triple Threat? Oh, God. Oh, that's hard because <laughs> I, I love... Notice like, I didn't answer. Because <laughs> the Triple Threat reminded me of the Fail 4-Way at SummerSlam a couple years ago mm-hmm. with Brock, Roman, Braun, and Joe. And I just love when the big guys just go nuts for 10, 15 minutes and just beat the shit out of each other. Bra- breaking things. They were doing moves they never do. Braun, I thought Braun and Drew were going to die at some point with some of the things they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. The story of the main event was really good, and it was another clean finish for Roman, so that was really cool. But yeah, the co-main event kind of stole it. I think so. CT, what were your thoughts on that? those two? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest issue with the main event was, like, Cesaro had no chance of winning, and this was my kind of same issue with the Usos versus Reigns matches, um, but at least there you had a lot more story. Like, it's really hard for me as, like, more of a personal thing. Like, if I know Cesaro's not going to win, yes, the wrestling is fantastic, but it's kind of hard for me to suspend my disbelief. And unlike even, like, Brian at Fastlane, he had that really close tap. It never felt like, oh, my God, Cesaro's actually going to do it. Um, I, so I prefer the triple threat match. It was big, bold, fun, and you didn't know who was going to win. But like, yeah, Reigns and Cesaro went out there and did like a great match. You know, not to take any way anything away uh, from what they were able to accomplish. Both were really good matches. I think the same thing. Uh, bear me over to you on that as well. That, I think that's what it was. Like as much as I knew, like we knew Cesaro wasn't going to win, but we had that hope that it would be uh, just a fun ride on the way. But it never quite got to the point where I bought into a false finish even, which is rare for Roman matches because his have been just on point for the past year now. Uh, but that triple threat just kind of knocked it out of the park. What were you thinking there, Beermy? It did. It really did. Like I said, it was a hoss fight, but they were acting like cruiserweights. It was just incredible. And at one point when Lashley got drove through the screen, I was like, all right, when's he coming back? You know, like I was yeah. waiting. It had me waiting for him to come back. And I didn't think he was going to, but he eventually did, and he won the match. There, was, Like I said, uh, Drew did a really good Michinoku driver on, I think it was, I think it was either Lashley or Strowman. He did it on one of them, and it, it looked really, really good. It was on Strowman because it was that. ridiculous. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's been using that a lot more. He did it just recently to Kofi on Raw, I think, mm -hmm. and it, it, it looks incredible. I hope he keeps doing that. The uh, the Rain Cesaro match, I liked it. I like that there was no interference. I'm glad that Roman won without mm -hmm. any help. That was cool. I just felt like they could have done a little bit more to maybe make Cesaro more of a threat. I wish Cesaro would have swung him. I w you know, just give yeah. me just give me a little bit of hope. You know, it's, I don't have to ask for much. I just want a little bit of hope, and I didn't get no hope. So, <laughs> you know, it it kind of fell flat a little bit. I mean, it was still really good. Don't get me wrong. Really, really good, but I think, yeah, the co-main event did steal it. Now, Red, did you have a preference of one over the other, the world title matches? Oh, Bobby, Drew, and Braun were the best match of the night. Yeah, that was your match of those the night? Three, oh, yeah, those three sat there and put on a show where all three big men were sitting there just hitting move after move after move, and, like, you are always looking forward for the next thing. Like, at least Roman and Cesaro was good for storytelling. Like, I mean, the slow pace, the build all throughout the match, I get. But the three-way was just constant action from three bigger guys that you would never normally see. I mean, we sat there and watched Drew just lift Braun like Hulk did with Andre the Giant, just slam him like it was nothing. I mean, I knew Bobby was probably coming back just for the way that they built the match mm -hmm. and the camera angles. But I really liked the full finish of the story of Drew getting his chance again. Yeah, I know CT was kind of frustrated by that even going into Mania. It's like, ah, he's had a shot. What's going on? And he's still kind of in that situation right now with Kofi on Raw. It's like, I kind of want to move on from, from Drew just for Bobby's sake because Bobby, I want to see him face more people. Uh, but Drew, like, Drew's definitely in that discussion forever now. Like, he, he is there. But we can we can position him out a little bit, but I don't fault him for wanting to be there. Kind of like, Orton or Cena were back in the day. It's not a bad thing to be in that spot. So I mean, it's just like logically, what is his claim? He yeah. was beat clean at Mania, and at least here was like a triple threat. Whatever, you know, that's a fine way. 
you know, whatever. Maybe there was some scrutiny there. There's ways you can word it. But like, he lost cleanly at Mania. When you lose cleanly, especially at the biggest show of the year, you probably shouldn't just get another title match. Like, mm. I just, it's just, like, logically doesn't make sense if we're really valuing, like, well, if you win, you do good, and then you move up. If you lose, you go down. Like, he's had his chance. He lost cleanly again at Mania. It's just logically it doesn't make sense in that aspect i mean right now new japan is like needs a new champion we'll talk about it probably but like people are like oh well they've only won this many times this year's in singles matches like it's supposed to matter guys like that's just the basis of wrestling you win you move up you lose you go down if drew beats everybody else what's what's stopping him from getting the towel shot again like he beat if he beats every yeah if he beats everyone else sure but he did didn't he Braun beat him to earn his way in where it's like he gets oh, added yeah. in, but it shouldn't have been gets added in. It should have been takes the place of I, I get. Yeah, it's there's similar positions I've seen with MMA where someone just can't beat the champion, but beats everybody else. Well, it's not quite a gatekeeper, but it's like, look, you're not getting a title shot. You've lost twice to the champ, but no one's getting past you. So what do we do with you? Because you're not getting that shot again in wrestling, though. Title shot. Here you go again. And Drew keeps re-earning his shot, but it's like, uh, let's let's. It's move a weird out. comparison because, like MMA, yes, like I I think it works a lot better in MMA or UFC or whatever because oh, it's like legit. it's real. Yeah, <laughs> we, you book you book Drew to win the match. You book who's going to be contending the title. Like, yeah, if you want Drew to be okay, we're going to have him face uh, again at Backlash and Hell in a Cell or whatever you, your plan is. You know, you want him going forward. Why would you have him lose cleanly at Mania? Exactly. Like you, 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 you get to choose this, guys. You can book this. Even in like FPL, we don't get that opportunity. We don't get to book who wins the matches. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, uh... who said he won cleanly? Didn't he get distracted by an Alfred interference? Yeah, uh, I was gonna mention that there was technically a MVP. Hey, this and that, and like with his cane near the corner or something. Did he physically get interfered in, uh, interfere in the match? He caught his eye and nothing. Drew looked away, and he was distracted, and Lashley capitalized, which. I get well, it. That's, that's still pretty clean. It is. Because that could have been a fan that did it. And he said, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a distraction. It wasn't like someone tripped him up. It, like, he he tripped him up with his eyes. And it's like, what the? What's over? Oh, no. I'm not going to claim where you. Oh, no, a spear. I, it was still pretty clean. But it wouldn't happen with an MVP. I get it. But then you do a match with an MVP around. And you see what happens. And we didn't go that route. That's, again, you book it. You make it what you want. And they didn't capitalize on that. And... Drew said he's going to make sure it never happens again. And then he got distracted because he got pushed out by Lashley. And yeah, and he's here he goes again. Oh, I want Kofi to win that. But anyway, <laughs> um, is there anything else people want to say about the uh, the backlash event at all? Or I think we covered it top to bottom here. Anything else that stood out? Nothing that really stands out. But I do want to say that we all did call that on paper. It was meh, but the show definitely provided what we wanted. Yeah, possibly I w- best main roster pay per view mm-hmm. of the year so far. Mania, I don't know. Manias were really good, but like, yeah, it was great. It was yeah. really solid. And yet, mm-hmm. people were saying it was one of the worst, right? Because zombies, which is and it- no, that's not fair to it because <laughs> you didn't see it. People who claim, uh, come on. And hey, we did get a stare down between the two of the top heels of SmackDown. Everyone's like, oh, what's about to happen? Oh no, and it didn't happen. But good tease for the future. <laughs> Seth and Roman, and that was good. Yep. And that's they're, they're already moving Cesaro out. He's back of the line. Like, that storyline is exactly what we're talking about, where he's out of the picture, and yet not out of your mind for it. He's got to earn his way back, and you kind of want it. Drew hasn't even gotten to the point where we want him back in it yet, because he hasn't left yet. It's like, 
okay. Cool, you're still there. Thumbs up. All right. So we'll see what happens with that. Next on the, the docket, though, for WWE is Hell in a Cell, which is not a July pay-per-view, but it is now because, yep, they're apparently moving things around or wanting to keep things fresh or whatever it is, and we saw that and went, oh, okay. And that's June. July is still apparently Money in the Bank, but, I mean, Money in the Bank was May last year or April. I, they're, they're moving stuff around. It's frustrating. Extreme Rules is into the fall. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really break anything, but the bigger news to that is the fact that WWE is returning to live touring with that, with pretty much Texas and Florida to start. And you look at the fact that I know CCW nuts, they're doing tapings again. NWA is doing them again. Ring of Honor is going to have fans for their best in the world pay-per-view. And everybody's working to get fans back in some way. And... And I read you even posted one of the tickets and AEW's during their, their stuff. We talked about that last time. Uh, the Canadian here is looking at this going, what? It's, it's, it's still weird to me that they're going to have all these shows with fans, and in some cases, full capacity, just like the UFC is and other things like that, when others are still doing their empty arena stuff. It's, is anybody feeling safe enough to go to a show yet? You guys are vaccinated. Mine's coming. But how, would, would any of you go to one of these shows if you were in the Texas area or if they came to California for UCT? Like, would you go to one? I mean, I'll say I'm going to be in Dallas the week before Money in the Bank, and I didn't even think about um, changing my flights around to be there for it. It depends on, like, how the situation would be. Like, in Texas, hell no, because they're fucking crazy. No offense. <laughs> um, like, it, it just it depends how the situation would be. Probably not if it was, like, inside. With a, I mean, it's that very large so, so probably probably not that's a lot of people but i mean it, it depends if it was like outside if they actually were going to do social distancing like we'll see but not in texas that's for sure <laughs> i was going to agree texas no but if they brought a show to me my state's already at 50 percent vaccinated so i mean i'm very comfortable going out right now i mean i still wear masks indoors and in an event like that i'd probably still wear a mask but going to it i'm all for yeah, you're good for it now? Oh, yeah. Jimmy C, how about you? Uh, not a chance with my family history of illnesses. I, I'm just staying away. Yep. Bear me? I think it depends on the pay-per-view. It's not, if I, whatever, the car's not good enough, but it's got to be one that matters. Yeah, I see. <laughs> no, like, like I've, I've been to, like, pay-per-views before. Like, if it was the Royal Rumble, I mean, how many chances am I going to get to see Royal Rumble in my lifetime, like? in person i'd think about going or like if it was yeah. mania you know if it was something big i'd i'd probably go i can kind of get that I, I can i can see part of that where it's a matter of like it, it they don't normally have this in this area so because of what's happening it is in this area hey let's go for it it normally isn't here so they're touring exactly. takes them around i could see that that's a, an interesting thing i didn't even think of that for me it's still a bit weird uh, the whole idea of it, but again, not even vaccinated yet. We're getting there, so it'll come. That normalcy is returning for sure, for sure. Uh, I know that this is a weird way to tangent into it, but New Japan has had their own shows canceled, and there was issues even with Osprey and other foreign talent. CT can probably fill me in on this, but what I've read, and normally I butcher this and then he corrects me, uh, is that they were saying that the foreign talent can go home while they're postponing stuff and ramping stuff back up because they are doing shows right now. 
Uh, but then they said, no, don't go home. We'd rather you stay. And Osprey still went home anyway. But he's injured. And I've heard everything from he's injured and it's not actually that bad. It's like what Okada and Ibushi have, but also it's real bad. He had to vacate the title. But then the whole thing now is some countries are not allowing flights into Japan. Like, because they're from Japan. So it might be hard for these foreigners to come back to Japan if they leave. And I even saw a ridiculous rumor that Osprey is going to go to NXT UK. And I'm like, ha And everybody laughed about it too. Because, no. Uh, but that came from Japanese sources who some have admitted might not even know what they're talking about. This is all a lot of crap because I know Osprey doesn't even like WWE stuff, but who knows? The IWGP world title is vacant. Osprey had, what, a 30-day run, which was longer. Longest run in history. Which was longer than Ibushi's. <laughs> Uh, that's, that doesn't just hamstring him because he was on a roll, but it hamstrings the title because I know the, the Japanese don't like vacancies in their world title. That just seems to be a, a thing and historically, but I mean, it happens, it happens. Uh, CT, what's going on here? If you can fill me in here and fill us in. Like, what, what, what? Is Grand Slam well, even happening at this point? Like, no, but we're in the middle of the road to Grand. We're in the middle of like the road to house shows leading up to the show that's not happening, which is a little strange. Um, they canceled everything. They're like, we don't know when we're going to be back. Everyone go home. Three weeks later, they were like, well, JK, we're actually picking up events where we left off. We're just not doing the big Tokyo Dome show. So actually, if everyone could stay and wrestle for us, that'd be great. Um, I, I've heard that Osprey's thing is just completely different. He like broke his neck. It's bad. It's not a good neck situation. Yeah. He posted pictures online. I'm no doctor, so I don't know what I'm looking at there. But, you know, it doesn't look like a normal neck. So no, whatever. <laughs> Uh, the title's vacated, which makes sense, other than Moxley with the U.S. title. Whenever a champion, and actually it happened with Moxley's first reign, whenever a champion cannot make a scheduled defense, they just immediately strip him. Yep. It's not like, oh, it gets pushed. Like, no, you're sorry. Sorry, Moxley, there's a hurricane preventing you from coming. Well, then you're, you're, not, you're not champion anymore. Um, so it's it's not like they're you know super against vacating titles, but um, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. A lot of people got COVID, which is the big issue. Though a lot of people are recovering, they have enough people where they're running shows. No clue what they're gonna do with the world title, especially as like it seemed like Okada was probably gonna win it, and then like Okada got COVID, so I don't know his status. Um, but you know, hoping for the best. But there are shows running now. Uh, I know at least God are over there. I believe Jay White and David Finley are over there, but they both have COVID. Um, so it's a little unclear, but also like David Finley and Juice are in Impact right now, and they they just did Impact taping. So were they just not at the tapings? It's all it's all rather unclear. Um, but uh, hoping for the best. It's and that that's I, I I hear stuff like that, and then I look over here and I see all this touring opening up in the states, which is forgive me, it's Canadian looking down, going wow, there's a lot of cases. That's scary, but I know it's not as like drastic as that, and yet. Ugh. And the bigger thing is the vaccine. Yeah, yes. like ja Japan, as with, I've heard with Canada, as with the UK, like it's starting to get going on vaccines. They literally just announced, I think, yesterday, like the Tokyo Dome is going to be hosting a huge vaccine thing in the coming weeks. But like it hasn't been going, so everyone on the card there is not vaccinated. Yeah. Most of the people in the crowd are not vaccinated, so it's just it's a little bit more risky. It really goes to show like why vaccines are important. Um, I'm shocked it's taken this long for a major company to like have to shut down due to like an outbreak of COVID. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it happened. But luckily, like I said, it seems like things are getting better. It seems like vaccines are really starting to get going. So hopefully that helps. And hopefully this is the last little shutdown they had. 
it's it's going to be a telling thing for me when the border opens up. It got extended again, the U.S.-Canada border. Uh, because I know we talked about like the hockey teams. There's the Canadian division, and it's one of the four seeds in the tournament. And when that team's able to cross and go down south, well, that, that's getting there because I know the wrestlers are able to do that. So it's one that opens up and go back and forth. I know that's just a perception thing for me to go, oh, okay, things are better. But when I look at it, it used to be like we were keeping the Americans out. Nah, now you're keeping us out. I get it. It's fair. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, because the, the states up here are a little different from the ones down in the south, which is saying everything there. But uh, you mentioned Slamversa as well. That'll be my way to segue that. Haha. Um, CT, you were the one who kind of pointed this out, and it made me laugh a lot, so we'll stay with you here. But Slammiversary's marketing is literally just based on WWE releases. Like, last year was teases, but this year it, it is actually saying it's been one year to the day since 20 wrestlers were released from their contract. We'll keep you informed. That was Slammiversary's marketing this year. And they're putting in, what, the yes sign? They're putting in the Australian flag and two eyes. Uh, they're they're putting in Okada because like I bet yeah. you COVID was just a lie and that he's actually here to challenge Omega there. That's why yeah. I bet you know. Yeah, all 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 of this. It's kind of weird that that's what they're basing it on. Like Mickey, Joe, everybody. And the, the, if they don't have something, they'll just put a flag in, like the Mexican flag for Andrade. Like it's <laughs> that's weird to think that that's how you're gonna bank things. And especially with how last year, like they'll say they'll tell you it was amazing and changed the landscape. But it, it really wasn't, because it was a letdown on multiple levels of who actually showed up. When your own guy, Rich Swan, is one of your big surprises, you kind of failed, guys. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It, it doesn't quite work. So, are you... I bet you the buy rate was pretty good, though. It, it actually you know, was. They I said bet it, you it worked. <laughs> it was one of the better ones. They did they did say that, yes. Um, I like Slamversary. I know Barami does, too. But, like, CT, what... Like, they got New Japan guys going on there. Who, who's coming over to Impact next? I, I, his, his uh, Kojima. Thank you. His Twitter handle is Cozy Lariat. So I'm like, who is it? <laughs> yeah, is, Lariat people. Which so, is a fantastic. It, that's a great Twitter handle. Uh, but he's at the Impact tapings now and on on the show. Like, they're sending guys everywhere. And again, like Nagata and them, they're safer abroad right now. <laughs> from the I bet, COVID. Up a, I bet you they picked up a vaccine while they were here. Probably. You never know. But like. Are you going to tune in to watch Slammiversary because Brian Danielson might be there? <laughs> like, is is that working for you? Is that, or are you just kind of like, how are they going to pull, like, what are they going to do? Like, what? I'm, I'm rambling what? with it, but is this working Honestly, for anybody? yeah. Yeah, it is, not yeah. So much, not so much Daniel Bryan's going to be there, but you kind of want to see, like, were they able to pick up any of these people and see what they're going to do with them? Because anytime new talent shows up from another place, and not directly the night, next night or whatever, but just obviously 90 days it's cool to see like oh they have a new gimmick or hey they're going to be sitting there being used in a world title whereas if it's uh let's say Samoa Joe and WWE he may be in the world title picture but we know he's in the world title picture and impact mm -hmm. especially with Eric Young coming back and winning it like he did now Red I, I, I kind of want to question you there because you were not happy when Christian went to AEW for that exact same reason he went over there to be like a big player over there, but here you you like the idea of it. I don't. No, no, no. I don't like that he went over there because he didn't need to go anywhere. They could have used him. They just brought him back to the Royal Rumble and used him. It's like you you have a star here. Use him. Yeah. No, my thing is it's it's more of the I want to see what's going to happen, not so much who it is. Oh, I see. Okay. 
Anybody else buying into the idea of big surprises at Slammiversary? GMSG, what do you think? After last year, I honestly don't care at all. <laughs> That's why I went to you because I know you. We we were oh, we were so mad at what they did. And yeah, it's cool what they're doing with like New Japan AEW, but they're not getting much from it other than the pay per view buys. Like their viewership on Twitch and TV is not great at all. It hasn't improved. It's gone down again. Bear me, you uh, you and I, we love our impact. Um, how how's it been? Impact's been, <sighs> yep, man. It's <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's kind of gone downhill since we started like watching it together and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it, we're at kind of a low point here, and with all the WWE stuff, I mean, it's the same old dog and pony show we've probably seen last year. We might get a surprise, like maybe Chelsea Green will come back, and I don't know who else. Maybe Samoa Joe. That would be cool. I'd like to see Joe back, but. Other than that, but yeah, Impact's kind of at a low point right now. I mean, Callis is leaving. They got to figure out what they're doing with Moose. If he's going to stay, if he's going to go, oh, yeah, it's they're they're kind of they're not going to they're never going to die because Impact can't die because it's just one of those things they always figure it out and keep going. But right now, it's kind of at a low point for me where I'm I'm still watching and I'll pro and I will get Slammiversary and I will watch it. Yeah, but there it's kind of just I. It's not something that I'm looking to tune into every week. You know, there's a few things that I'm looking forward to every week, and one of those might be gone very soon. So who knows? Well, but I mean, next yeah. year is Slammiversary 20 for them, 2002 to 2022. They they got to at least make it 20 oh, wow, years. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned Moose, and I'll go over to GMSG on this as well. Um, this is, I mean, we're well past make or break, right? And this, against all odds, June pay-per-view has probably been taped already. Do you think Moose won against Omega and got the title? Or is he leaving and going to NXT like we hope? No? Yeah, no. Not a chance. That, even thinking that you're asking that again, it's like, yeah, no. I, I uh, It's Omega. They blew it, right, with Moose? Like, like they blew it when they he didn't it. beat Ares two years ago, right? <laughs> or three years ago now. Yeah, it's... It's not been great. Omega, everyone keeps saying he's the greatest, even Jericho. No, guy <laughs> does 800 knees, can't cut a promo to save his life. Ugh. He actually quoted Jay Jonah Jameson. Like, yeah. come on. Called him a menace. I made yeah. a Spider-Man joke about him, and now he really does a joke. It's rough. The one thing about Omega that is interesting right now is he's got that match with Moose, and presumably Slammiversary if he retains. He's got Orange Cassidy and Pac at a double or nothing end of the month, end of the week. And then he's got Andrade for the AAA title in August, I believe it is, for AAA. It's interesting. It's, it's fun to see him doing these things. And he is good at them, but they, they just don't quite work. And, of course, everybody's going on and on and on about, well, he's got to be the one to go get the New Japan belt. Do you honestly see anything like that happening, CT? In no, any and it better wildness? not. Cause they're f no. No, no. <laughs> Quick answer, no, no. What I, if, I don't know. I feel like this whole what if, mega what situation sucks. I, I would, I don't even put that. I don't. I want to see it. I want to see it for one reason to see the whole internet wrestling. Community I want, burn and I hope, I hope Charlotte becomes the first female to win the WWE championship. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying I want it. I just kind of want to see it happen because <laughs> you know, everybody would lose their this mind. This guy, he's suck. He's okay. 
he's good at wrestling, but then he fucking has lost the ability to wrestle, apparently, because he has bad matches, and he comes out and he gives the worst promos, and he just sucks. He is so bad, and he goes around, and he's just winning all these titles, hurting every single company he's in. Like, Impact has hurt so much just from him being there, and they've just carved themselves into a double-edged sword, because now it's like... If Moose leaves, which he apparently is leaving, no one on their roster seems like they can really beat him, beat him, and they probably won't. They'll have him hold it for a while, and then have, like, Joe or someone beat him. But then, like, what's the point of having your roster? Like, it's just, I'm so over Kenny Omega and this whole storyline. I'm so over just, it's so bad. You just, it, he's holding up every single roster there is. Well, he and, had and the Triple A title for over a year before his first <laughs> yeah. offense. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, granted, wasn't that because of COVID? Oh, yeah, a, a little bit. Of that. Yeah. So, to a but... point, like, <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's cool that he's facing Andrade. Like, it's great that he's going to have the seconds after he faces, or Andrade faces, like, sex offender Alberto Del Rio. Like, it's great <laughs> for him. But, like, it's, it, like, that match is probably the one I'm most excited for because I'm not bought into a AAA, so I don't know, like, who's get, who who's not getting the shot because of those two. But it's just... I'm so over this man, and I wish he was just good because I know he can be good, but he's just like yes. for whatever reason yes. is choosing not to be good. To make things I'm worse, gonna... this is happening at a how like special like minor thing. It's not even at the major pay per view in a month. Yeah, it's probably been well, taped already from last week. Contract Moose's contract legitimately expires then. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they, he won't be a part of the company at Slammiversary. I I do think that Andrade will be. Omega for that AAA title because if that's in August, that's around the time that Hangman's probably getting a shot at Omega, and that's when Hangman's going to beat Omega, and that's when he's going to lose all the belts or start to at least go down that road. So we could see like Bound for Glory in October being if he drops the Impact one, if not Slammiversary, because Callahan seems to be the lineup for Slammiversary. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think Callahan's gonna beat. If they want to build somebody up, I mean, they do have Ace Austin. They need to build him up Mm because he's your young guy in your company, and he can be really good in the ring. He's great, and he's like, he's pretty good on the mic too. So like, you can build him up to eventually take out Kenny Omega once Omega looks weaker after dropping some belts. Yeah, that man, that sounds really bad to say because I really like Ace Austin, but that's how they would have to do it because he'll probably drop that belt last. I would assume. Probably Ace Austin's a pretty solid heel. He, he easily could have been in the Omega spot. Yep. That would have been yeah. so much better. Even if you want to have Omega and AEW, whatever, have Callus form like this alliance of guys in all the companies. You have Ace Austin as like Impact World Champ, uh, Omega, AEW Champ, blah, blah, blah. Like, that'd be so much better. Ace Austin's so talented, but mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. very heel. So I don't know if he would go after Omega, but like, I, I'm a fan of him being world champion. I could easily yeah. see him going after Alexander to get the th- X title and then option C. To get that world title shot on Omega. I can see something like that happening. Where Omega's like, I'll win your belt. <gasps> no, I lost mine. And right, he wants more belts to kind of play that against him. That would be good for Austin as well. So, Also, like, too bad uh, Alexander hasn't had a big run so far. Well, I mean, he is, he is X-Division champ, but too bad he hasn't had like a big singles run so far. Because they could build him up to yep. eventually take it from Omega if they wanted to. Because he's really damn good too. Mm-hmm. I mean, both him and Ethan Page are great as single stars and they're great as a tag team. So, I mean... Yeah, they could have done it that way, too. I don't think any of us are going to say, like, Impact doesn't have the roster for it. I think Impact's roster is stacked. It's just, like, they don't build anyone up. Yeah, they hot potato the titles a lot. Well, and the worst they part like... right now is they've got, like, guys from outside the company who had them. Like, at least Finjuice just dropped it, but still. <laughs> they have, like, I mean, six tag they... teams that they won't use. It, they just have them in the back. Like, they exactly. bring back 
follow Ba and TJP. And it's like, they've been attacking for two years. Why did you split them up? Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. I love Finjuice, but they should have never been tag champions. Like, that's for sure. Yeah. And I don't know what they're going to do with, like, Kojima. Like, they keep having these outside people come in, and I don't really know why. Like, I don't know what Guevara would have achieved as X-Division champion, but, like, uh, go off, I guess. He would have made it prestigeful. Want, at least never dropped it. At least, remember, I mean, true. At least Phantas, uh, Phantasmo didn't get the X-Title. <laughs> like, we thought he yeah. would. You you called it the moment they announced him. is like, I'm going to be smart, I'm going to call it. Then he got the title match, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> he still probably Also, will, don't but. forget... Uh, Ellering coming in with Jordan Grace and winning the tag titles, and then they just immediately dropped him. Yep, which technically was probably and, like a two-day reign based on tapings. <laughs> and uh, Deanna Peraza wasn't technically under contract yet when she won the Impact Women's Championship. Yep. And she's the strongest champion in the company right now. So and she's going to be at Triple Mania going for the AAA title against Fabi Apache. Title for title. That's dope. Cause I like that. Yep, that they're, they're doing a thing. Finally, Impact sending someone somewhere else to go after gold. Moose has never been on frickin' AEW, which still angers me to this day. But it's uh, like I'm and looking he is forward an outsider to it. who doesn't watch Impact, so I'll let you, Scott, and you bear me if I'm speaking out of turn here. But like, I think that Impact historically does whatever like to get the ch- not cheapest, but like to get the most amount of clicks in the shortest amount of time to get the Short-term. most viewers, yep. rather than building up long term to like it's actually going to be great. And AEW does the same thing, to be mm-hmm. clear. But like. It doesn't seem like Impact has the thought of, like, what are we going to do with these people in a year? Or, like, who are we building up for momentum? It's just who has the most eyes on them now. Let's make them world champ. Okay, move on. Oh, yeah. Short you term, just, 100%. It does, you, yeah. You just explained their entire Twitter feed. It is literally, oh, this guy's facing this guy in WWE. We're tweeting their old match every oh, yeah. time. Within, like, four minutes, they've got the, the match up from their archive. Yeah, it's which is pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Um. <laughs> Along with, with all of that, though, uh, we talked about the, the start of this was really how Impact has been bringing these new people in, like Samoa Joe coming in to win this title. Or, I mean, going to AEW would be something fresh, but, I mean, Impact treated him right. Let's Kind of. He was only a one-time world champion there. He should have been multi-time, but whatever. But they'd let him wrestle like Eric Young and stuff like that. So that could be the place for a guy like him. Uh, many, many things like that. But there were other releases in the past week or so which is my segue into more people losing their job, which is not a good topic ever. And NXT had a bunch of releases in the past week or so. Uh, Alexander Wolf was kind of part of it. His contract did end, and there's been talk with some of that. But he was he's no longer there, is the main part of it, former tag champion. Velveteen Dream, obviously, is probably the biggest name of all of this. And yeah, Drake Younger, uh, what was he, Drake Wirtz, I think he's, he's what he goes by, is the referee. He's gone, and a bunch of others uh, are gone. But then also a lot of people in their corporate side. And I know we talked about this a lot when we talked about the other releases that led to Slammiversary's ad campaign. But a lot of corporate overhead gets eliminated, and there's redundancies. And that's what's happened with a whole hell of a lot of people in their, uh, their corporate office. Staff cuts, with production and digital being most of it. And I know... It's not really something that we can speak to directly. I know CT's done the graphic design stuff with our FPL stuff, and I do have a film background, but I've seen like with corporations and when things get merged, you don't need two heads of a thing because they're going to eliminate one. And they are merging some of their digital sources where you're going to have the digital team for .com and the digital team for TV. You don't need two teams for that. They're going to have one. A lot of people apparently were upset 
learning of their co-workers gone, but also their new workload. And I know uh, the one comparison GMSG said in our, our chat leading up to this today was that comment of the, the women's tag match at WrestleMania, how it was a five-way and then announced as a four-way. Well, that is literally two different departments. That kind of stuff would be eliminated. I know that's not why they did it, but they didn't need two people doing the same job. It's kind of how they look at it, where they combine all this stuff. It's never good. It's never good to see people losing their job like that, but it is a matter of redundancies with corporations. I'll say it again, I'm not advocating for how they operate. That's just how they operate, and it, it does suck. I've, I've seen it firsthand with things where uh, the business I work with acquired the number two competitor, and a whole lot of people were not brought over, but some were, and ones on the other side were taken out because they did their part better, and it's, it's just the nature of business, which does suck. But apparently... There's been many, many people who have been there for, I don't know, decades even. And it was a surprise to them when they got this today. That's the sad part of it. That's the, the rough part with all these people losing their stuff. But obviously people want to hear us talk about Velveteen Dream and Drake Younger and that stuff because that's clickworthy, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Does anybody have anything they want to say about that before we go into specifics? Uh, CT, I'll go to you first if you have anything you want to jump in with. I mean, I really don't have that much to say. I've made my expression on this pretty clear. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what, I think the situation for, you know, no matter what the truth is, it sucks for someone. It's just not a good situation overall. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know these people personally, so I'm not going to come in here and make any definitive statements. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. GMSG, uh, how about you? Uh, it definitely sucks for a lot of them. The two that are the most clickbaity. I don't know the full truth, at least with Dream. It's hard to tell, but both those guys, yeah, they needed to go. Yeah, Everyone even, else, it sucks. Whatever was going on with it, like, it wasn't working either way, no matter what. It was causing a problem, so there is that at the very least, so there's that part. Um, Sorry, I should clarify. I meant that with Velveteen Dream. Drake Younger, get, you know, get out. I don't care about you. Like, go cry on the street and be homeless. I don't give a fuck, but, like, <laughs> Dream is what I was referring to, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, Red, how about you? Any specifics you want to comment on this stuff? I mean, it sucks for Dream. For We don't get the full story, obviously. You probably never will. I mean, based on what he released, he sh was just trying to be a mentor. But we obviously didn't get the full story because there's also somewhere around there penis pictures. And who knows what that has to do with anything. But the Drake guy, bye. I'm on board with CT. The other ones, they're all in NXT where you're supposed to be developing and getting better. And a lot of them were names that we haven't been seeing because they're obviously not getting better. I mean, we were all hoping for a four-on-four -four horsewoman versus MMA horsewoman. And two of the uh, MMA horsewomen, they're good. But the other two obviously haven't picked it up and they're not ready for it. Now, does this mean Jessamyn Duke will go somewhere else, learn to get better and come back? Maybe. For all we know, she goes right back into just being MMA or a new career altogether. But um, yeah, she's not going back to MMA. She's not great. <laughs> she's she's not even wrestling. She for the last like six months to a year, she's been working in production and she loved it. That was what she loved doing. Mm -hmm. She was working with videos and YouTube. She was Which, done wrestling. Maybe she was let go from the producing team. Yep. Because that's what yep. you're saying. There, she was a producer or yeah. I won't so. even say producer because that's probably the wrong word, but content creator. Yeah. It's it, it is rough in that sense because yeah, we we're looking at the horsewoman type thing, but she just. Yeah, you're right. She wasn't that good. But a lot of them, like, they just need to look at people like goddamn McIntyre and Lashley. I know they're extreme examples, but look at Jinder and Heath. 
people leave and come back. People leave and come back. It's not like you've you're gone and that's it. Your chance is gone forever. They even look at it and be like, yeah, you can turn things around. It's good. This is not working right now. There's always a chance. You never know. Um, now, bear me. I saved you for last. I know you're opinionated about this a fair bit, and that's not a bad thing. This is what people know. But what's your opinion on uh, all this stuff here? Um, okay, so first of all, with the uh, the women that got released, um, it sucks to see them go, but they weren't really being used, and might as well, like you know, I've heard on heard before, trim the fat a little bit. You know, you you know, release some of them, and they can go do whatever they want. As for Drake Wartz or Drake Younger, that guy can fuck right off, like CT said. And Velveteen Dream can too, with all the stuff that was happening. And he comes out and said that, like, no, they didn't want him to, like, come out and defend himself or something like that. So you had a year. If you were innocent, you couldn't have thought of something to actually, you know, defend yourself. Like, if you were innocent, you couldn't have been, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't like Velveteen Dream at all. I think that he's a like a groomer and i think he messes with teens that's just my personal opinion so i don't like him and i'm glad he's gone it's yeah with everything that happened uh drake younger he like he said can go fuck himself he uh was on company time again this is all hearsay but he what was not wearing masks he was walking out on meetings when certain things were said about different religions being accepted it's like this is this is not cool you, you just I don't want to say even if you think that way, you got to, you know, abide by your company, but you do. And if you don't, you will be disciplined. And it, anybody who says right now, oh, freedom of speech, that's not how freedom of speech works. Freedom of speech, at least the American style, is that you have the freedom to say things and your government can't silence you. Corporations or businesses or working in a place like the Performance Center, they have every right to do that. And even if it is freedom of speech with the government... You still can't say things without being reprimanded or have consequences. It's You don't just get to say whatever you want with no consequence. Like claiming that masks is a way to have child traffickers make things easier. Now, he is going to an indie show called Take Down Trafficking. You know what? Yeah, that's a good cause if that's legitimate. <laughs> if that's actually the thing, you know what? Yeah, cool. If he's going to put his money where his mouth is... Okay, you loony bastard, because I feel a big part of that is conspiracy theory and nutso shit. And, I mean, if he believes it, yeah, sorry, that does not compute with what's happening in the WWE. As far as for being literally insane, it's not going to work. <laughs> that's that's that. Uh, the, the only problem, I, mean, I don't even want to say if it's a problem, is... He wasn't being punished for the things he was saying. He was being punished for his actions towards other people with different p opinions. He was intolerant is what you're saying. Yeah, he, he would sit there and say things to other people, like, and from what I'm understanding is of different races. He would say things derogatory towards them, but mm -hmm. inderogatory. Like, you knew what he was trying to say, but he did it in a way that was still kind of okay they dance around but it just yeah. built and built and it made an unsafe work environment people didn't want to be around him yep and it yeah he got let go because of that but honestly he should have been let go a long time ago when you have an unsafe work environment yeah like i said he wasn't wearing a mask when it was mandatory and I, I don't know about you but where i work and i'm in the office and you have the mask if i get up from my desk i've got to wear a mask that's an hr mandate based on the health unit based on provincial and 
federal and, and all this. If I don't, I will be reprimanded. If I refuse to, could be like, oh, <laughs> this is like, no, did you have to do this? And if he's doing that, that's enough. Like, I don't know the Florida laws, but Texas laws could be damn near anything. Mm -hmm. So it's it's different in the states. I know this. Just a couple more things about Velveteen Dream. Just real quick. He, somebody, like what he said, somebody told him not to say anything. If that was anybody else, wouldn't you want to say something and clear your name, especially of these kinds of charges? Like, something doesn't sit right with me with this whole thing. And that's why I feel so negative towards the Velveteen Dream. Because it just, it's, something's off and I can't put my finger on it. I don't want to put my finger on it. But something just feels off and I don't like it. With Velveteen, it's, yeah, he, so he came out and said, like on the post, that he was just trying to help people. Because uh, he was acting like the the recordings and the screenshots and whatever. He's asking people about their bodies and stuff like that. And that was apparently him looking to give people tips and what kind of school you go to was wrestling schools. And it all it for lack of a better phrasing here, it explains it all away. But if he didn't do that because he was just you know told to stay in character, whoever told him that needs to also be fired because per his own words and his own statement on Instagram. That's why Dream got fired. <laughs> like, it wasn't anything else. It was this that led to it. The the allegations no. and everything that led to that. So... To clarify, though, it was not... And this is... I genuinely want to clarify this. It wasn't because, like, there were allegations against him. It was because no. it hurt his image so they yes. couldn't do anything with him, correct? Yes. I do believe, okay. yeah. It, it led to the fact that they can't work, it doesn't work for him. So if he cleared his name early, it would have been fine. The fact that WWE yeah. said they investigated and found nothing, we've talked at length about that in our Discord... Uh, as well, where it's like some people like bear me. Obviously, it's not good enough. The man's condemned, which might be right. And we could be reading about this on Dark Side of the Ring, or is watching that episode in four years and be like, oh fuck, it, it could honestly be that we don't know. Again, that's this is all allegations and all he said. He said, but a big part of with Dream, where he explained it away and said this stuff, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Why didn't someone say that two years ago or last year? When speaking out was happening, being like, no, no, not this guy, though. This is what it was. Like, if there's a time to break kayfabe, that's it. Like, even Undertaker would have been like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, that's... That is, I think, what Barry was saying. That doesn't add up. There's something off about that where it's like, don't fall on your sword for that. Because it clearly killed his career. This guy, we all were thinking, could have been world champion at some point before this stuff was coming up. that He was, like, infinitely talented with potential. And now he's an afterthought with an asterisk. It's... It's ridiculous. And it, and it doesn't matter if it's true or not. That's how affected it's been. Which... You never know what happens in the coming years. You never know what happens from there. But it's just... Ah. It's... There's, there's your clickbait. That's our take. Ha ha ha. I'll, I'll say, like... I'm not, I'm not, I'm too fair. I'm not defending Dream fully right now. But I will say, like, no one, there is no handbook on how for us to talk about this stuff or to how to act when that is happening. Like, yeah. I, I think there is a notion that could be perceivably believed that, like, coming out and talking about it is adding fuel to a fire. And if you want that fire to go away, maybe that's not the best thing to do. Like, I'm not saying that's for sure what's happening. I don't know Dream. I don't know the situation. Like, I'm just like, you know, I, I just I, I would show empathy towards anyone who's trying to like talk about this or who's trying to deal with this because there's no handbook on how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just it is a horrible no matter what the truth is, though, someone was hurt. Someone was screwed by this. So it's just it's not good on any direct. There's no way this is like 
a good situation. It sucks overall. Yeah. And now beyond all that, he apparently just had a bad attitude anyway. Because I remember hearing about that when he was doing Evolve shows back in the day. And, like, on loan from NXT. And he was just bad to work with because he was a superstar. That was his gimmick too. But he was just like that grating on people. And he's not a pleasant person to work with. And you look at this guy and he's a student of the game. You watch him on Tough Enough back in the day. I just, back in the day is my phrase apparently now. What, what is going on with that? But he, he was on that and he, he knows his stuff. Like he, he's a sponge with this. Everyone was high praising him. He knows what he's doing. And, you know, if this happens to be a true thing that he actually did, fuck him. You're gone. Uh, you do not deserve to be here or anywhere at all. Get out. Uh, if people are going to be garbage human beings, they have the right to be garbage human beings, as long as it's not criminal, and if that's what this is with grooming. Drake Wirtz is just garbage human being. And you can work with people who want to work with garbage human beings, if they have similar opinions, and if this takedown trafficking thing is going to work with this guy, or Kevin Spacey's getting acting gigs again, like it's... People are going to work with these people, is just how it is. But... Like, like you said, CT... Yeah, believe victims, absolutely, because if people are afraid of, of speaking out on this kind of stuff because that just gets washed away. It gets ignored. Oh, no, he never did that. He can't do that. This is We're not advocating for anything on this or trying to like make clear of, oh, yes, he must be innocent because he said so. Well, not, not necessarily, no. It just, I think Bear Me said it best. It doesn't quite line up. There's something off about it. Doesn't matter that it took this long to say it, that because it go, that goes both ways. But just something is off, and no matter what happened, he's been penalized for it. And if he was innocent, someone else needs to pay for that. If he's guilty, well, he's paying for that. So it's yeah, it it's. I wonder if he's gonna be at the bar wrestling shows. Because remember, they're still going too. Yeah, yeah they, they're coming back, guys. They said, contrary to belief, they've never actually canceled everything. There's no no pause, no hiatus, so they are still coming back at some point. They never said they were closed. So, I like how you said they. Like we definitely know who it oh, is. Oh, it's Joey Ryan. Just, he yeah. said it. <laughs> Joey Ryan. Yeah, screw him as well. He he is a sleazeball, <laughs> like legitimately, even character or not. So to bring it full circle, is Dream going to be at Slammiversary? If I was Impact, I would not touch him with a ten foot pole. Yet. No. Same with AEW. Nobody should be hiring this guy whatsoever because he's toxic. You do not want him there. Even if he's innocent, he is toxic. That's it's not the same. It's not in the same category, but it's kind of like with uh, Tessa Blanchard in a way. Yep. Because all the negative stuff yeah. that came out about her, nobody's touched her. Wow, that sounded bad. Nobody has signed her and brought her in. <clears throat> um, that should be the same with Dream. Nobody just... You got to give it. If he is innocent, you got to give it time. Yes. People right now, people right now in this day and age, rightfully so, they ain't, they'll they'll bring the heat on you. They really I will. will. Yeah. I will so say for better though, or for worse. I think Dream's done. I don't see him coming back from this one. But were you gonna say GMSG? You mentioned Impact, and you mentioned bringing bad people in. Alberto has a match with Andrade, so <laughs> that's not Impact. I mean. That's yeah. not impact, like, but no, but in, he was yeah. on impact before, so yeah. yeah. We did get confirmation of his court date for his sexual, I think, misconduct. I don't know exactly what it was. It did get pushed back until after the match, so we know he will make it. He won't be in prison. That was a little bit of a worrisome beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we know that for sure, luckily now. <laughs> what the hell? Why? Ugh. That's some things, man. Wrestling. Andrade's one of those people. It was like the first day he got released. Okay, you know, I like Andrade. Every day afterwards, it's like, well. Maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, let's let's move on to some other 
big news, I guess we can call it. It's the whole AEW situation with their TV, TNT. It's that that's ending this year. They're going to TBS next year, 2022. Uh, what a year into their renewal of a five-year deal with TNT. It's apparently some like ten-digit sum. They're they're going to, or ten-figure sum. They're going to TBS. Which of course, Cody loves because he's going to wank off at everything WCW he can get. But they're moving to TBS, which I, I I'll say that could be a better fit, similar to the whole Supergirl moving from CBS to CW. But like that, there simply just is a perception. I don't care if it is a better fit and if it makes them last longer. And it could be a thing with Warner Media divesting stuff because they're doing a lot of that. They're AT&T's splitting some stuff off. There's even actual rumors that Marvel Comics might be buying DC Comics. Not the movies, but this rumors happened. That's all based on Warner Media. There's ridiculous stuff happening. And AEW made some money off of that. And they're going to be on TBS for years, they're going to have quarterly specials on TNT, but they're also going to add freaking AEW Rampage Fridays at 10 to avoid the Tribal Chief on SmackDown. And they're just, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it is a definite drop in perception. I don't care what anybody says. This means they could not cut it on TNT. This, if they could, they would not be moving it because TNT is a good sports look similar to SmackDown on Fox. It just has that look and that feel, and it couldn't cut it where it needed to, when it needed to. I know that's overly negative about it, because they're making money, and they're going to be fine. But that's that's how, again, the business works. The business looks and goes, it's not working on TNT. They didn't get enough of a boost when NXT moved, and that's the true loss of the Wednesday Night War, is that TNT gave up on it, they moved it, whatever you want to say. Oh, they can say they're happy all they want. That normally is what happens when you see these TV announcements. Uh, Jim, Michelle, I'll go to you first with that because I mentioned the Tribal Chief thing. I knew you'd get your attention with that. What's your opinion with this move? Like, it, it's a weird one, me, right? But, uh, uh, wouldn't you say that TNT blew up their deal better than the Exploding Arbor Deathmatch? <laughs> uh, I laughed so hard when I saw this on Twitter. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're moving to TBS. And then I'm just in there. I go to TBS. And I'm like, huh, it's Wednesday night and it's only comedy sh- reruns all day. That's the channel they're moving to. Mm-hmm. From the sports channel for basketball and now seemingly hockey at night. That's not a good look. Turner themselves said they want to make this the home of wrestling. TBS. Like like you know, like it used to be. And that's why Cody's all for it, because he gets to be on TBS like WCW was in the nineties and eighties. And Oh, no, Red, you mentioned this. I think TBS is technically on, what, a million more homes, truly? But it's a different cable package for some, right? Like, I'm, I'm in Canada. It's a whole different animal up here. It's on Rogers and the score and stuff here. But down in the States, it's, yeah. you might not even get it, right? Yeah, for us, teen, I don't know if people are cable cutting. They're just going straight to streaming services. So everyone's losing out. But certain cable packages has TBS coming with it and this is more of the cheaper version as tbs mm-hmm. whereas you have to pay extra for the tnt because it is a sports channel it's a because you do get to watch your nba your nhl and possibly i think mlb is on there as well but it is also a premium channel compared to tbs so they actually may get put into more homes by going to tbs but you also got to have more people actually knowing that they have tbs when like jimmy she says you have all these reruns on it because that's where shows go to basically just play over and over. I mean, I know Family Guy was it for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's where you would go to watch your reruns. And I know in, in some ways it's just 
it's going to fill a slot, which I know TBS is looking for. They just they need that airtime. But I know, like you mentioned, all the sports. There were a lot of deals that TNT just signed, and Dynamite was looking to get preempted probably a fair bit coming up. And some were saying, oh, it's not going to affect them. Well, yeah, it is. You're, you're expendable. You, AEW, cool. You're what you are. You're no Major League Baseball. You're no National Hockey League. You're no National Football League. You're, you're the thing we're going to move around. And uh, bear me. I know I'm not going to go to CT because he doesn't watch this stuff. But bear me. What do you think on this with, with all this stuff? I think it's I think it's really interesting because yeah TNT just did acquire like the rights to a lot of the NHL games I'm not for sure how many and whatnot and it is very telling and like you said Cody's gonna freaking love it though he's on WCW or not WCW TBS it is the right mode WCW yeah it, I mean it pretty much is and that's what I used to watch when I was little so I mean hey you know that's cool but. I don't know, like you said, it's not a good look for AEW moving off of it because they were supposed to be this big thing. Remember how everybody's like, oh, the demo and the ratings. Well, obviously, it, it didn't go so well now, so they had to move out. So They they still but, they were happy with it. It just wasn't good enough to prevent yeah. this, is all it is. And CT, I'll go to you. I, I was being silly. Do you care? I think I said that, but I'm the one person going to reference what's happening on AEW with this. Um, I think it's actually great because now you can have Cody's message of ending racism broadcasted in a hundred more homes. <laughs> I think they really have value of the, him changing America. No, I mean, imagine how pissed they must be. Like, this entire framing is like, oh, Dynamite on TNT. You have the TNT championship. Like, I don't care what they say. This sucks for them. Like, mm -hmm. number one, just like they've put, they've established so much of their identity into being on TNT, number one. Like, that's a lot of money you've wasted now going on TBS. But, like, nobody watches TBS. I know it's on more homes, but it, no one, like, apparently it's just reruns and such. You know, this is not a good move. I think it speaks. I don't know if it speaks to like I don't know what the issue is. No one knows what the issue is. We're not we don't work for them like the actual like TV studios. I don't know if it's that they didn't get enough of a boost from the NXT. I don't know if it's their problem retaining or growing an audience, considering their company and their shows really don't grow in numbers. It just kind of stays the same amount of like the glass ceiling. They can never really break from where they started. Um, but no, I mean it is what it is. I'm not particularly sad because I don't watch this, as you mentioned, but, you know, <laughs> if, if there's anything, hopefully this means a million more probably American families will get to see Cody Rhodes uh, fighting those evil British and, you know, just ending racism. One promo, one, I would say it goes beyond a promo, but one promo at a time. <laughs> and I think, I want to say you nailed part of it there because it is uh, something that AEW was upset about with the, the lead-ins apparently and TBS is going to give them stronger lead-ins somehow. Uh, but it, it is a perception and they said they built it. They keep saying Sting's on TNT for the first time in how many years? Eugene Nagata's on the TNT for the first time in how many years? They, they, they really baked that into what they were and that was part of their identity and TNT was on board. But it shows you how fickle TNT can be because... They've been around longer, obviously, and they can change things on the fly and be like, now nah, we're going with this now because they've got, and this is how TV works for people who aren't aware, but when they do these network showcases about what's coming up in the fall and they'll announce, say, 10 new dramas and then 15 new comedies, that's out of 20 and 30 that tried to get that spot and have failed pilots or failed this and this and this. Like th Things are competing for these spots, so if they're looking going, this is expendable, we can move stuff around, and not worry about preempting anything else, whatever. 
And yeah, they they got a lot of money out of it. A good good call on that for the money marks to get more money back over at AEW for this for having their contract broken because that was part of it. But yeah, it's again they failed. They failed at TNT. They did not work. They did not grow anything well enough. And if that's because of COVID, well, you know what? You'll be an asterisk in history for that because you still couldn't get it done when you needed to. And they went from the hottest thing ever to being relegated to TBS. And I mean that. <laughs> that money they got was from them breaking the contract? I believe it was from uh, a buyout of the contract because it was for five years so, signed in 2020. But also okay. bigger money to go to TBS. So the like, narrative wasn't like, here, yeah, but the narrative wasn't like, you're doing so good, here's a little bonus. The narrative no. is like, oh, we broke the contract, here's what we legally have to give you. Yeah. Okay, well, that's hilarious. Yeah, they, they, TNT, I don't know what the TNT contract was, but that's probably what it was. It was the fact of they had to move it over, and they got compensated for the move to TBS, that's what I've read. Might be false. I've, this is based on what I've seen, based on what I've read. I didn't read the actual thing. I've seen reports, blah, 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 but I've never seen anything contradictory to that. So, uh, Let's close out AEW, though, because we have Double or Nothing this weekend, and we are already over the hour time limit, so we're going into sudden death. We'll do this quick. See, I can make the analogy work. Uh, who's going to win the world title? Do we even need to talk about that? Omega's retaining, right? Anybody have contradictory thoughts that Orange Cassidy or Pac is going to win? Didn't think so. (laughs) But, you know. That sounds like a main event for TNT Dynamite. Oh, TBS Dynamite. It's 2022. It's fine. Um, Bear me. I don't think that's going to be the main event, though. No? Oh, Stadium Stampede? Yep. Yeah. All right. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle lose, they must disband as a team forever because we're two years into AEW and they love doing that crap. (laughs) Uh, Pinnacle's. I mean. Pinnacle won blood and guts, so Inner Circle's going to win, right? Oh, but probably not, because why do they have to be together? They're not doing anything. Who? Uh-huh, Yo, Fozzie just announced a new, new um, <laughs> whatchamacallit, they just announced a new tour. Oh. So you got to get Jericho out of there, you know? Who knows? Battle the Bands of Jackass is round two. Uh, it's, apparently, read something earlier, they're going to have a big live component, not just taped for the crowd to watch, so... That would have been great. First show How? back with it's a big fa- what? In a different arena. It's in a different venue. Don't put logic on AEW. You know better. Right. You know better than that. Spe- <laughs> speaking of matches that are weird, Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Hey, GMSG, look at Ethan Page go. What? What is this? Why'd you have to say that? Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, Scorpio Sky was part of a great group called SCU. Oh, right. Who they, disbanded yeah, forever when they lost. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is Ethan Page going to throw Sting? <laughs> He's going to die to a bat. Yeah. yeah you probably. mentioned we're in sudden death. I think we know what that means with Sting. We're in, oh, <laughs> right. Yep. Someone in WWE did apparently text Ethan Page to please don't kill Sting. Because he was his favorite wrestler. Oh, probably Seth Rollins. That's probably who it was. <laughs> God, it, right? It probably was Seth, because uh, Seth has said on record, he's my favorite wrestler. So Seth almost killed him. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't you see them try to do a buckle bomb spot just to like show that they could do it? With Ethan With Page Sting. throwing Sting into, oh God. Yeah, oh. I easily see that. They're really yeah. going to do it. They're going to kill Sting. Um, Bear me, let's talk about something positive. Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Who you got? Yeah, Hangman? I like Hangman that all the way? Hangman's, Hangman's going yeah. to the world title? Yep. 
Anybody, Shooting them to the moon. Anybody disagree on that one? Didn't think so. Here's, here's our picks coming many, up for this. <laughs> too many pages and cages in that damn company. Pages and cages and Taz, oh my. Uh, Miro, or according to Wikipedia, Dante Martin, who apparently had the dynamite match. Uh, Miro or a jobber. Sorry, Dante Martin. I don't know who you are. You have no Wikipedia page. Versus Lance Archer for the TNT title. I'll go over to CT. I know you said before, imagine thinking of that match a year ago. Yo, I'm pumped for this match. Yeah. Like when I read this match, I scream, you know, they do like the WrestleMania of WrestleCard super shows. And it's just like everyone is just randomly there. And you have like these really weird matches. Lance Archer versus Rusev sounds awesome. And I never thought we would get this. I'm this is the match I'm most excited for. Mm-hmm. Miro's going to kill him. But like, yeah, I'm pumped for this one. Yeah, that's going to be a fun match. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Anybody else got comments on that one? Miro retaining or is Lance Archer going to throw him? It's going to be good. And Miro's going to retain. Uh, GMSG, I got your favorites. The Young Bucks facing John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But Moxley and Kingston, with the promo awesomeness of Eddie Kingston stealing their shoes and then commenting on Twitter with a picture saying, that's not me, that's the guy who looks like me, after stealing their, their Air Jordans uh, for the tag titles. Are the Bucks losing to Moxley and Kingston? Or are we going to get a 30-minute superkick farty where... I said superkick farty and I stand by it. <laughs> where the Young Bucks win in a superkick farty of a match. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be that type of match. Um, why the fuck are two random guys being in a tag team facing the champions? What the? We just had Pac and Phoenix instead of the Lucha Brothers. What the fuck? Yeah. Stop. There's so many teams they have that are legitimate teams, and that aren't in this match. But Moxley and Kingston is fun. I'll give them that. But this is a TV match, not a pay per view match. Even though I'm looking forward to the match because of those guys. It's something WWE would do, putting the belts on uh, two people that just form. So it's yeah. why they'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you guys assuming that Young Bucks are going to win this? Like, <laughs> Moxley and Kingston are going to win this. That's why it's on pay-per-view. <laughs> Clearly. Mm-hmm. Red, who have you got? I don't really watch. Um, <laughs> I'll go with... Dean Ambrose Young and his Bucks friend versus Generation Me. Who you got? <laughs> I'll go with Young Bucks just for the fact that I think this feud is going to go on a little bit longer. You think so? I, I think so. I mean, I don't watch it, but um, based on how good John Moxley is, I mean, I've seen him in WWE. Obviously, as Dean Ambrose, I'm thinking that they're trying to keep him out of the title picture because he can easily be in it. Mm-hmm. So by having him stick around the tag titles, I mean, look at Randy Orton. Same concept right now. You got him in a tag title just so he can stay out of it. AJ yeah. Styles, like yeah. they should be towards the top, but let's give him something to keep him to the side for right now. That's fair. That's fair. Um, bear me. Is Britt Baker going to beat Hikaru Shida finally once and for all two years late? Yep. DMD. <laughs> does anybody, does anybody think Hikaru Shida is not going to win this? Or is going to win this? Britt, Britt Baker's champ on Sunday, right? Yeah, she's... yeah. Th- these we are agree. We, we, and, oh, hey, CT, thanks for speaking up. The heel Anthony Agogo versus Superface Cody Rhodes with the match that ends racism. Who you got? <laughs> Once and for all, we're finally going to show these British fucks who they're messing with. And Cody Rhodes is going to tap. No, I think Cody Rhodes is losing this. I think it's going to be Anthony Ogogo. I hope it is because he's the he genuinely could be their biggest baby face. Like if they wanted him to be mm-hmm. just dare I say the weirdest buildup we've had for one of these AEW matches yet. It's just been like so weird. Cody ends racism, but then you're fighting the British and we're not at war with the British. So like, why is it offensive that he has the British flag? It doesn't make sense, but. You know, I hope Ugo punches him in the gut. Don't forget, Cody Rhodes will be announced as the American Dream 
Cody Rhodes for this match. One time only. Oh, God. Really? Uh-huh. Yep. Why? Because he's, he's going to add racism, bro. Let's get it. <laughs> I hate this man. He needs yell tear. Oh, so he could copy Miz again? Hey, if it puts him on the shelf, I'm fine with hey, that. Hey, he went to WWE, found his wife, went to the Indies, did a st- like it's the Cody Rhodes, hey, it's the John Moxley, unlike, it's the Daniel Bryan. He'll do it too. It's all good. <laughs> unlike Miz, he won't be winning the world title, so that's good. <laughs> oh. uh, now he's with QT Marshall and CT. Remember, you were talking about that. How this guy could have been like that could have been something, but it's obviously not. I'm gonna read a list of 21 names: Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta El Zero Medio. Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Advance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, there he is, Nick Comoroto, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and it says TBA as well, the Casino Battle Royale for a future AEW World Championship match. I said names I guarantee some of you guys don't know either because I don't know who they are. That was a bad joke. I don't know who, like, 98% of those people are. I can't wait for some of these guys to face Kenny Omega for the world title on Dynamite, because that's what it'll be. It'll be right away. They won't build this for a pay-per-view. The winner of this is going to face them, like, Wednesday. That's how they operate. That'd be a fun game one day. We should play that. Where like, you create a list of names, and we have to guess, is it an AEW wrestler? Is it an AEW faction? Or did you make it up? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That'd be a good game. I'm good with that. I I will say, I believe TBA is going to win. I think Moose is going to win this. I would love that. <laughs> that, would that would be, be amazing. The, when, if his music played and he's the, the, the Joker, the 21, I would lose my shit. Because uh, Tony Khan is not above paying in a, inexorbitant amounts of money for licensed theme songs. And he already got Christian Cage's from TNA Impact. So he'll get Moose's too because it's, it's a good song. Uh, he got like two versions of Wild Thing now because he got the wrong one first time. It, that's Yeah, there you go. Let's throw money around. But... I like Moose for that one, but if you take Moose out, like, obviously, I mean, you've got Panther, you got Jungle Boy, these, these are some good names, Christian, Matt Seidel, Pillman, Hobbs, Komoroto, Dustin Rhodes, like, what? what is it's this match? It's still going to be TBA. Yeah, it's going to be TBA. It always is, isn't it? It was it was Brian Cage last time with the, the ladder match, right? And, well, Sky won the one for the Sonic ring, but... CT, do you think Moose is going to win this? Do you like that idea? No. I mean, I, well, no. Do I like the idea? Yes. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's going to be Cage, but, or well, to be clear, Christian Cage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to clarify with this company, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's going to be Christian Cage, but it would be cool if it was Moose. That's probably him or Callahan would be like the mm-hmm. best option. Like, oh, you're especially Callahan because isn't the whole thing like Omega's running kind of from him. So like, yeah. okay, Callahan's not going to wait for you to like let him get a chance. He's going to come and take it from you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm fine with, I'm fine with Cage. I'm fine with any of them. Bear me who you got. I know you like the moose idea and uh, Callahan probably, but I, I I would like those ideas to happen if they happen. But uh, I got Christian Cage. Christian, GMC, same thing. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I have a feeling. After what they are they had with Christian Cage versus Hobbs, yeah. Probably, yeah. Is is everybody excited for the show? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I mean. I need something to fill my Sunday weekend up. <laughs> it's it's on because it's on, right? That's all it is. I mean, I want to see Britt Baker win gold. So, I mean, that'll be cool. But what if like... what if he doesn't beer me? 
Well, then Oof. I'm going to be one upset customer paying $50 maybe for a pay-per-view, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like 40 for me, I think. It's it's up there. Meanwhile, Impact is like 20 bucks. That's so much better, right. usually, even though they're weird. Uh, whatever. I think it's looking like an overall decent card. Like It'll have some good stuff, but we're still going to hate parts of it, as is typical. At least there's no stipulation in here that can fall apart based on the fact that it didn't explode something right or have someone fall right. Unless they have Orange Cassidy, you know, try too hard. I don't know what else you can do to screw this up. Like, I say that. The Young Bucks have a match in their stadium stampede. They're going to do something horrifically dumb, aren't they? I should know better than to say that. It's, yeah, it's going to be bad. This thing's going to die. It's going to be bad. <sighs> well, stay tuned for that episode when we have time to think about it after a week or so, because this is our bi-weekly podcast, Top of the Card. It is Top of the Card Pod on Twitter, which I forgot to mention at the start. And please follow all of us. We have our, our the handles. I'll, I'll tweak that. They're all available as well. And this is eventually going to be on YouTube also. But I think we'll end it there because I'm clearly running low on steam and fumbling at the ending here. <laughs> what do y'all think of our 10 podcasts so far? We've not had a single Charlotte Championship reign in that time. That's been good. Yep. Don't worry. We're, it's coming. Is it coming? Is it coming at Hell in the Cell, Bear Me? Oh, it's oh, it's coming. Are we getting warmed up yep. for the episode? Is it going to happen? Yeah. We're, yep. we're getting ready? I've already got it laid out. Yep. Okay. I've already got it laid out. Is that <laughs> So that actually might be... Oh, yeah, that's going to be June. Yeah, it's going to be probably two episodes away at, at, at most. So stay tuned for that one. We'll come back for the Bear Me uh, Charlotte's My Favorite special at that point. Otis fell off the map, so CT's happy. I oh, know that. thank God. That's... Literally, you saying that, I forgot who he was. Like, I forgot <laughs> all of, like Because he's not been on TV or anything. I genuinely feel like, wow, that feels like a blast from the past. Remember him? Wow. Remember that guy? Remember Otis? He was the guy. What a horrible time in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's leave on that high note and take it out of there. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in two weeks on Top of the Card. Have a good night.